And so if you know the people, it's not really an orgy, it's sparkling group sex. Hello and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. This is episode 15, Group Encounters. Orgies and such. Orgies and such. Gangbangs. Gangbangs, yes. Uh, orgies and gangbangs, I guess. Uh, there was a question, remember, about how many people uh, constitute an orgy? I, I, I believe that's an area of ongoing research. Uh, but my, my opinion would be five, right? Five is a good number. Five, yeah. Because more than four, and four so could be a, people, just a regular swap. Yeah, four it's is a regular really thing, and then you add one more person, boom, orgy. sparkling group sex. <laughs> I, well, I guess maybe not an orgy, right? It could be just group sex, right? Exactly. Right. Do you remember the difference? Nope. Well, <laughs> so um, orgy implies a certain amount of or a lack of discrimination in partners in that you don't necessarily know the other people in the encounter, and it's just like these random you know, I don't care. I'm just going to hook up with anybody in the group. Right. And so if you know the people, it's not really an orgy. It's sparkling group sex. If it's not from the orgy region of France. What if you made eye contact with them at the buffet on the blizzards? <laughs> Does that cost I, I think if you know their names, you've, you've just ruined the orgy. Oh, so it's on, the, if it's on their necklace. Yeah. It, well, yeah, that's uh, those are orgy ruiners. <laughs> Way to ruin our orgy. I, uh, I don't know about these rules. Yeah, well, it's it's not my rules. I just looked it up on Weektionary or Wiki Dictionary. <laughs> okay. um, I I don't think it's used that way in in common common speech. But the the implication is that it's just like random, and there's people all over the place just doing stuff without a lot of discrimination. So, so is well, the, orgy is supposed to be uh, crazier than group sex. Yeah, because you know, in group sex, the the idea is that you're acquainted with those people, right? Like, you know, those people and the organized group, basically. Yeah. You organized a, a group thing and an orgy is like a, you know, the, the, not the definition, but the connotation or what it connotes is that it's just random chaos, right? Just anybody rolls in and they just start getting busy and that sort of thing. Got it. Although based on our classes, so we learned a lot from yeah, so uh, we were on the Bliss Cruise, and, you know, the Bliss Cruise has uh, various seminars and meetups and that sort of thing, and we attended the the orgy class, which is really a how-to-throw-an-orgy class. Yeah, that was fun. Run by uh, Mike and Lily, uh, Um They run a lot of the, the workshops on the, on the Bliss Cruise, and we learned a lot of, um, I guess... Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks on... Or organizing um, an orgy. Yeah, on organizing an orgy. If you need to do that, if you must, how to be a good host. How know? to be a good host, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I think they even talked about hors d'oeuvres at one point during the <laughs> class. There, were, there was a lot of conversation about etiquette at the orgy. That yeah. was, it was just so, it was perfect. How, yeah. how was your Bliss Cruise experience? Oh, my Bliss Cruise experience? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's always pretty good. I, I feel like every time we go, we 
experience new things and it's new and different kind of every time. I guess this is our third one. So it just, it seems like after the first one, it's like, it couldn't be crazier than this. And then it gets crazy. And then it's crazier. And it's even more crazy. And then it's even more crazy. As an example, you know, we're usually, we're pretty aggressive and we'll go and we'll approach couples that we're interested in. We'll research the couple. Well, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll check out their profile before we get on the ship. But yeah, usually we'll, we'll, we'll scope people out either, you know, on the, on one of the sites or the Facebook group, or, you know, we'll just see them in person. We'll be like, okay, there's a, there's a couple that we want to approach. And that's very much our, our typical and then kind we of. typically try to arrange like a dinner or yeah. maybe drinks, yeah. right? And that's our, yeah, that's our standard thing. But the new thing for me was just to be totally accosted by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> new for me. So, <laughs> so Ben was at the bar getting drinks and it was really hard to get drinks. Um, it was pretty busy. And then I look over and this woman is just feeling his biceps. And I was like, what? what? Uh, she was feeling a lot more than my biceps. But. <laughs> and then she said, are you a firefighter? And you said, well, no, I'm a doctor. And then she said, you don't look like a doctor. She said, you don't feel like a doctor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I believe the conversation after that was like, would you like to go upstairs? Yeah, that was pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. but just li- I should say there was very limited conversation. And I looked around and I said, kind of, where is your husband? Is this like a unicorn situation? Seems like, you know, she was making that decision solo very fast. But then I I looked at the husband and said, hi, it looks like they want to go upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah. (laughs) Up we went. Yeah. So that was... That was uncommon, I think, for us to be accosted by. After that, I was like, you know, people ask me if I'm DTF. I really have to think about it, uh, you know. Like, I, yeah. have, I have become more DTF with more cruises. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think we're pretty... The stars have to align DTF. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was fun and new, and we had different group experiences. We did have we did have different group experiences. Therefore, we decided to make a group episode because we've been learning more and more about uh, couples who go to groups, had opportunity to go. Yeah. Um. So our first cruise, we had a, a what I would say what two group experiences with five. It was it felt more like a uh, swap with more couples. It was like a the first two experiences we had on that on that first cruise were uh, two couples and a unicorn. Yeah. Each each time, if I remember correctly, um, and that that was pretty new for us, I think. Um, and we had fun, so we decided to do more. Yeah. Um, and then the second cruise, we were in a group experience with I think there was fifteen people, seven couples, and a unicorn. There were a couple of people who were like not participating or, you know, just stopped by, I think. So I think at some point there were more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, as best I can remember, there were seven couples and a unicorn kind of as the main group that was present. And you had an opportunity with five out of seven women available, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that count is yep. correct. That is correct. That was my first opportunity to explicitly ask for to have a turn 
you know, where where you see somebody going at it and you sign up You're to like, be oh, next. That, that looks nice. That I looks could, nice, right? I, I'd like to ride that ride. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that was a tap. So you got in line. I got in line, politely asked. You politely waited your turn. I said, would, would you do that next for me? And the person was very polite and said, yes. And indeed followed through and came over and was tapped me and said, hey, it's me. Because I couldn't see, I couldn't see what was going. You were you were occupied. My my, uh, you know, uh, my head was occupied yeah. with something yeah. else. Yeah, you had some other things going on. You were multitasking. Yeah, I was multitasking. It was a wonderful Eiffel Tower oh, experience. Speaking of multitasking, you were able to mark a couple of things off your bucket list on the last cruise. Right, yeah. and that's where I got idea to board the boat with a request with a fantasy and just throw it out there and see what my husband thinks Mm -hmm. and my lovely husband said well let's see if we can make this happen okay (laughs) and just you know with your super business-like face on and just you know yeah, not make it happen. (laughs) um so uh so Kay wanted an experience with multiple gentlemen at the same time um, which and we were we were able to uh, arrange on the cruise. So we met a couple of other couples, um, and we uh, we had sit down to lunch with them, and they seemed uh, pretty nice. And I said, "Hey, would you guys mind lending us your husbands so Kay could have her first uh, kind of more than two gentlemen at a time experience?" All right. I guess we'll call it a gangbang because it was a it was it a gangbang. Gang <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but they were gentlemen, I should say. They were very very gentlemen. Yeah, like, yeah. And so it, it was fun. The, the funnest part was I didn't know that you were organizing it for the first part of the cruise and only learned <laughs> toward the end. We're like, oh, yeah, that's that's scheduled. Yeah, that, that's it's, ske- on the, it's on the agenda. It's on the agenda for Saturday. So our Saturday morning, first half of the day, we are occupied with this with this gangbang. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, it was a lot of excitement for me. Yeah, yeah. It seemed it seemed like you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was funny because I, I was anticipating it, you know, to where I would be slightly nervous and maybe parts of it would go well and parts of it wouldn't go well. Yeah, I was, honestly, I was expecting a lot more things to not go well and everything went pretty much perfectly. I don't know. I was just super relaxed from the get-go. And I was like, these are all solid guys. Yeah. Um, I, the, the great thing is that all those guys there really cared about your experience, I, I feel like, and, and mine. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was a really good group. Um, and, and they I were think really we're... good helpers. Like, you know, one guy held one leg, the other guy held the other leg, and the third guy was doing the business. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was very nice. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to kiss and tell because those individuals also have a podcast. But I guess I'm not going to kiss and tell and, and kind of expose them <laughs> to the world. But yeah, those were those were other. They were pros. Let's they just were, say that they were professionals. Yeah. Yeah, they've done this before. Yeah, not their first rodeo, clearly. So that I think that the reason it went well might have to do with the gentleman that you picked. Yeah, that was a big part. You know, I'd I'd been scoping out some groups earlier in the cruise, and I just kind of had the mm, maybe this is not optimal sort of feeling. And so when I met this group, I thought, okay, this is, this is a pretty good situation. And it ended up working out pretty well. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips or any thoughts about um, that kind of an encounter? 
You know, it's interesting. I think that for me, it's really important to get out of my head where I'm the good girl and just let my animal side take over and not worry about things that I want and not labeling them as too much or anything like that. And that <laughs> if I can get into that headspace, that's where it's really sweet. So just kind of relax and let things happen. Yeah, like yeah. let the slut come out and play. Kind of that would be my uh, my uh, advice. Just don't think too much. Yeah, don't think too much. Jump. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty easy to like start thinking about things and. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I like have to turn off my thinking brain and just enjoy the bodily experience. Mm -hmm. Focus on it. You know, that's where. Any any other tips like uh, like endurance related? Is there anything that you would say about that? Uh, yeah. So some gentlemen are almost too too good, right? Mm -hmm. So I have encountered. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, ladies. So if <laughs> if you ask for it. Some gentlemen will deliver, and it might be more than you can handle. And in that case, go on top, because then you have more control over what angle and how far and all of that. And so once I figured that out, then it, I was much more comfortable. Okay, so you're saying if the dude's super huge, just be on top so you can control yeah. the control the depth. Exactly. Um, what if it was um, just like four regular-sized dudes? Do you think you'd have any endurance-related issues or... I think that the guys were very skilled with just, uh, you know how, um, so Lil and Mike talk about parts of Orji being a lube fairy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so yeah. it might be a person who's taking a break. It might be a person who just popped and whoever like walks around. So I feel like the lube situation was like taken care of before I could even ask for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty important. You know, like, like there, there was just... There's no concerns from, for, I, I was way on, on the comfortable side. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at all where, you know, I felt like, oh, I, I get, eventually I get to the mush brain where I've had too many orgasms mm -hmm. and I get, <laughs> I get to where I want to stop because I'm just, you know, I like can't think at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I don't yeah. know how to describe that state, but basically you get to that. Yeah. Uh, what did Lily call it? All fucked out. All fucked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I had gotten there on the cruise myself. She um, calls it AFO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes with um, my thought about swinger women or women in the lifestyle. You know, we, we always, you know, as a society, when we think of someone who's like sexually powerful, we always think of the male, right? Like, oh, that dude's like so like virile and sexually powerful. But you come to find out that the women are the ones who have like all this sexual endurance and can go pretty much nonstop. And it's the dudes who are kind of a limited supply. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's not, men aren't really that, you know, sexually powerful when, when you compare them to a female. I should say is swimming or swimming libido On average. is, is very, I don't know how to say it. it's very therapeutic for me mm -hmm. because when I'm surrounded by other women with very strong libidos, let's just say. You don't feel like such a weirdo. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like such a yeah, slack. No, you're a weirdo. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like in good company. Yeah, you have to you have to keep in mind like they're on a certain end of the bell curve, um, and I think they're self-selecting, right? Like a, a woman has to have a certain level of libido, I think, um, generally to 
be in the lifestyle or enjoy being in the lifestyle for any amount of time. I mean, I'm sure some women are pushed into it by their spouses, but women who truly enjoy being in the lifestyle, I think, uh, kind of self-select to have higher libidos and I think also self-select to orgasm more easily. Yeah, the proportion of women who orgasm easily in the lifestyle is just mind-blowing. Which is a, a good thing for me. It's great. I'm lazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know how my mind treats it? Like, all of these encounters were just one big foreplay, and now I'm ready for more. Yeah, that's that's another <laughs> thing. So, they always talk about how men are, like, very excitable, right? Like, they're very quick to reach kind of their their peak of sexual arousal but women you know they they're very slow to warm up they like slow like warm up slow warm up and then they get to a yeah they, they gather steam and then they can stay at that plateau for a long time some women can have multiple orgasms and that sort of thing once they reach that plateau and kind of for you during the cruise your libido is the same way right like it starts off low and gets higher and higher and higher and it basically continues that way throughout the uh, throughout the entirety of the cruise you know um, what becomes easier for me is uh, the how easy how much easier it is for me to mentally relax, have an orgasm, and also how much easier it is for me to have multiple orgasms in a day. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the first day of the cruise, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm here, but we finally made it, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a little bit of work, you know, to get myself to that state. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then there's progressively less work, less work. Yeah, yeah, it just, it just <laughs> kind work. of builds and builds and builds. Whereas with me, and I think probably most men, it's, it's very, I get aroused very quickly, but then I get unaroused very quickly. I feel like you peak like third day of the cruise. And after that, you know, like I can see that you're, you're less hungry. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> you're sure. You're like, oh, I'm kind of tapped out. I need a break. Yeah. Versus I'm like, are you Come sure? Come on, husband. <laughs> like, are you sure you don't want a second encounter for the day? You, like, you, no, I just need to sit somewhere by myself. And a lot of that's the sh- social stuff too, right? Like, I need to like socially relax my mind because there's just so much social stimulation, you know? So many interpersonal relationships to, to manage and, and all that sort of thing is, is tiring as well. You know, taking a swinger elevator... It, on the cruise, it is a social experience. Oh, definitely a social experience. You know, when you get on most elevators, you the elevator's full, you squeeze in, you face toward the door, and you don't say anything to anybody, right? right. But you get on uh, an elevator at a cruise, and presumably at a hotel takeover or whatever, and you face inward, firstly, and then you say hi and bye to everyone who gets on the elevator. So it seems like the rules of standard etiquette do not apply. You know, it's funny because when we were booking our first cruise and you looked up the elevator speech and I'm like, why is it an elevator speech? Why can't you have a a speech for, you know, a coffee shop speech or, you know, a, a, a bar speech? And after the third cruise, I now understand the elevator is its own experience on the swinger cruise. Yeah, it's, it's, it's un, a unique experience with a lot of characters that... So first of all, everybody will comment on your attire, on how much sex you appear to have had. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and I remember taking the like elevator... You guys look like you had a good cruise, like your hair is all messed up. There's lube stains on your clothes. You guys look like you're having a good time. Yeah, I remember 
it was eight in the morning. We're trying to, you know, get off and go to our tour in the port. And I'm trying to pull myself together. I'm just, you know, like it was a neon glow party. And I'm just like, I I have not had enough sleep, but I can do this. I can do this. And I walk into the elevator and I'm not mentally prepared for the elevator experience. Yeah, you gotta you gotta prepare yourself when you're getting in the elevator. You gotta say, Okay, I'm getting in the elevator. You, you gotta get your social face on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the person looks at me and says, Honey, I think you had too much sex <laughs> and I was like, I think I have <laughs> And so I was I was I was like this where else would you get in the elevator? And somebody just, you know, starts talking about how much sex you have had the, the previous, you know, few nights. And it's so normal by that point. Oh, yeah. Um, cruise that people will just, you know, comment and say how you look and how your costume and looks. Then, and then it gets weird afterward, right? Like you go to the airport and you're, you know, you're leaving the cruise and you're just expecting people to come up and <laughs> comment on that sort of thing. And it's just so, so strange to get back into the real world where no one's commenting on like, you know how big your package looks or whatever. <laughs> Nobody's coming to feel your muscles. Nobody's coming to feel me up. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, no, this is a regular airport. This is how the world you normally know, works. It's funny because uh, people will also hug you. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you make direct eye contact and mm-hmm. kind of open body language on the cruise, uh, somebody will come over and start talking mm-hmm. or they can hug you. Um, and I was at the airport. And I was like, oh, that couple is so cute. Why won't they come to say hi and give us a hug? And then I was like, people, people don't do that. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, a a hot couple will not just start (laughs) a random conversation conversation with hugs because you don't know them. And that's yeah. how it works in real world. I remember um, when we were coming back, uh, we were in the airport and some woman approached us and I, I wouldn't say approached us, was in line with us at the coffee shop. And she just started talking with us and was like super friendly. And that was such a relief for me because that's what I was used to for the entire last week, you know. But I, I imagine, you know, if I had my regular world mind working, I'd be like, wow, why is this lady like talking to us and all friendly? You know, it's funny, and my mind immediately thought that, of course, she just came off the cruise with us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I didn't mm-hmm. even think, like, oh, no, this is just a friendly person. Right. Like, I just is automatically presumed. I'm like, oh, she just came. And then, and then I was like, oh, no, she's, like, a, a friendly person. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot assume this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, you know, the friendliness mindset, it, it's something you behold and enjoy and you have to come back to reality afterwards speaking about being extra friendly um let's circle back on our on our topic of conversation um let's start with orgies and the concept of the orgy circle um that we learned at mike and lily's um yes seminar yeah so i think that the key to the experiences that we've had and why they were so easy Mm -hmm. and you know with very little awkwardness is we had these nice little intro conversations Mm -hmm. about what you want to get out of the experience, Mm -hmm. what you don't want to have happen, Mm -hmm. and the comfort level that resulted from that in the whole group and the energy, Mm -hmm. I think was really 
important. Yeah. And so just to kind of describe the logistics of the orgy circle, um, everyone who's in the encounter gets in a circle and you kind of go one by one and say, this is my name. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, these are the people who can uh, play with me. Like if you're a female, for example, you might say, oh, well, I only want to play with the women here. Right. And so you may say something mm -hmm. like that. And then you would say, what am I interested in getting out of this experience? You might say, oh, I want to, I want, um, I want to do finger cuffs or Eiffel Tower or whatever you want to call it. Which I requested. Yeah, which you requested and, and which was fulfilled. Received. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that I got a lot out of the group experience for myself because I spoke up. Yeah, that's another thing. Don't don't I be want. afraid to speak up. Say yeah. what you want, you know. Um, and the gentlemen that were in our game bang similarly mm -hmm. asked me, what would you like to ha get out of this group experience? Yeah, what's on, what's on your bucket list that we can fulfill for you? Right? And they said, do you want DV? Do you want DP? And I'll have one of each, please. Um, right? And and because I requested that ahead of time, they followed through on, mm -hmm, their, mm -hmm. <laughs> on their request. And I didn't have to put effort at, after that conversation had happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have to ask them, well, could you come over here mm -hmm. or stand over here so this could happen? Yeah, and I feel like in those environments, people are, at least the people we've interacted with, are generally sorry, genuinely interested in fulfilling those those fantasies for you. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like, in general, the swinger mindset, when you interact, even during the full swap, right, if you know the other couple is into whatever they mm -hmm. mentioned, mm -hmm. like, it's fun to make that happen for them, mm -hmm. right? So I feel like it just gets multiplied in the group setting. Speaking of fantasies, getting fulfilled and, and saying what you want, how would you feel about an orgy as a first experience or a, an early experience for a new couple who are soft swap only? Oh, that's a good question. Because that would be a very easy place to say, you know what, we're only interested in soft swap. So if you guys like want to play with us, that's kind of our thing. Oh, I think that would work really well. Mm -hmm. There is an aspect of seeing other people have sex in front of you. So presuming mm -hmm. that they're comfortable with that, mm -hmm. Um, I think that would be a very like low-key setting. Yeah, and also you, you may get to interact with people you wouldn't otherwise interact with, right? So plenty of couples, uh, ourselves included, if somebody, you know, if we're full swap, we might not be as interested in playing with a soft swap couple. But or, if they show up, if they show up to the, to the orgy or the group experience and say we're soft swap only, well, we can interact with them. Exactly. Exactly. And then we can go also interact with people who are more of our, our play style, I guess. Exactly. Right. So that could be a very nice way to take a break, for example, mm -hmm. and just go do a soft swap for a while and then go back and do some more full swap. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that, we, in fact, we met a couple um, who have done what, what they told us was five full swaps and... They didn't seem like it because they were very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then they said, actually, we've been doing a lot more group experiences. Yeah, that's right. So they were a lot more comfortable with group experiences mm -hmm. as opposed to with full swaps. Mm -hmm. um, I still I had a hard time believing that they only were with five couples. because mm -hmm. Yeah, because they kind of approached they were, us. They were so direct, you know, and so mm -hmm. I thought that. There's no way. Mm -hmm. It's like you're just way too skilled. Yeah. For... yeah you know, they're pretty experienced in the lifestyle, just not like they said, they don't hook up with other couples. Usually they'll bring in a single or they'll be a part of a larger group. Thing. Well, what they said is they wait for that uh, really good four-way chemistry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
which I think we had. It was really fun. Yeah, it was it was fun. And for sure. so yeah, and and so I feel like the group experience is one way to decrease the pressure of the full swap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, especially if you feel like, gosh, I really need to perform. I can't take a break. Mm-hmm. It, during the orgy, there's there's just so much going on that if you need to take a break, you just take a break. Yeah, take a break, especially if you're AFO'd, which is a new piece of vocabulary for us. Right. <laughs> which is uh, all fucked out. All fucked out. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like if you're AFO, you take a break, you can do soft swap, you can do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting part for me was it doesn't have to be a circle. So you don't necessarily need to go and circle around the room. The girl experience I had. So mm-hmm. I was part mm-hmm. of... Your first all-girl experience. Right. So there were a total of four of us, right, in that experience. Mm-hmm. And the girls went and they just basically said, okay, any girl can touch me. Um, you know, a girl can participate. Mm-hmm. Um, touch only. Yeah. Um, and one of the girls said, oh, anybody could touch me, but I think we just left it to be an all-girl experience to kind of... Oh, the guys were very jealous. Yeah. We were like, you know what? We're not going to ruin this. We're not going to taint this beautiful, this beautiful scenario. <laughs> we will just enjoy the view. Yep. Yep. And so we'll be helpers and open packets of lube and mm-hmm. help out and do videography. Any, any tips or thoughts on your all-girl experience? Uh, you know, it's funny because... I came to that experience because I had no experience with a girl group. Um, I didn't, I thought, will I, will I like it? Will I, where would I even fit, right? I would say once you, you get that permission, Mm -hmm. hey, any girl can touch me, right? Mm -hmm. And, or I want to be touched, Mm -hmm. um, or I want this Mm -hmm. out of this experience. I want to try this toy. Mm-hmm. Right, so one of the girls had a toy that was quite large. Yeah, <laughs> made me very apprehensive. Yeah, which says a lot. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that in real life. And so at first, I looked at it and I requested help from one of the guys and said, "Would you help me to put condom on this?" And I would be helping helping to fulfill this request mm-hmm. for trying out this toy. Mm-hmm. And so having permission and request ahead of time for a fantasy to be fulfilled kind of also allows you to enter the group situation in a way that does not feel disruptive mm-hmm. because then you're sort of invited. Yeah, and I think that's true in any any group scenario, especially with this orgy circle where you say, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. You're free to just approach and you already kind of know ahead of time that's what's okay, okay and what's not exactly. okay. Exactly. And you don't have to ask for consent in the moment and you don't have to worry about being rejected in the moment. Exactly. So I feel like having that expectation ahead of time, it really does help. And it does not, you know, if you ask me in the real world, I would say, oh, that feels just weird that, you know, you talk about it. Like how would that feel awkward? It does not feel awkward. It feels very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that conversation goes really smoothly. Mm-hmm. Try it out see how it goes but i feel like because we had these little conversations beforehand the rest of the experience was very freeing and Mm -hmm. things were happening yeah things go super smoothly i do think that during group scenarios there's a slightly at least during i should say with limited group experience that i've had there's slightly more weight for the guys 
to survey the situation and keep track of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Perhaps guys do it automatically, but I feel like with the the orgy where we were at, the girls were kind of staying put. Yeah. And the guys were kind of positioning themselves. Same was during my gangbang. I was just relaxing on the bed and the guys were kind of positioning managing the logistics. Exactly. Yeah. The logistics part. So I would say that from a guy's pen standpoint when you go into orgy there is a little bit of that logistics part mm-hmm. that you have to be aware and okay yeah. with yeah and i would say would you would you say that the orgies and like group experiences are more enjoyable for me or for you probably the same you know i would think like certainly as a male the opportunity to interact with multiple women in a short period of time is you know quite arousing so i, I would i would say they're probably equally so you enjoy that? Yeah, I, I do enjoy that. But then I also enjoy focusing, you know, on a on a single partner as well. So um, both are good. Both are good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, those are really enjoyable because you kind of request what you want and you get it. And it's this really super blissful feeling that you get at the end where you finally feel fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for a moment... I don't want any more and I feel fulfilled and, you know, just kind of this, this good feeling like, Hey, I'm finally feeling like I got to this place where I've had enough. Do you feel after these group experiences, either with multiple males or I guess in the orgy, do you feel like you're more desirable uh, because you have so many male partners and, and female partners kind of approaching you? Um, what's freeing for me is I stop caring whether I'm desirable or not. So I probably, probably right where I feel like there's just the evidence is there. So there's mm-hmm. no question in my mind whether mm-hmm. I'm desirable or not anymore. Yeah. Like I stopped caring. Um, during our king bang, the guys were saying, oh my God, you look better than porn. That's <laughs> and, true. You look fantastic. And I was like. I don't care how I look right now. And I really was just enjoying myself. And I was like, I am just, you know, I, I'm, I'm good as I am. Great that I look great, mm-hmm. but I don't care. And so it's such a freeing kind of mindset that it's not like you think, oh, finally I feel like good enough or desired enough. It's like, I... I have received what I wanted. And well, I... imagine being a vanilla person, right? You're you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever. You've had multiple children. You're a vanilla person. The female, I think a lot of those those women, you know, may not realize that they're desirable, right? You know, it, it's funny because even with uh, very hot swinger women, I have come across or met women that I think are very, very hot. And... Oh, yeah, me too. I've met them. <laughs> right. And then you, we start having in conversations or afterwards mm-hmm. and they will share their insecurities mm-hmm. about their body. Yeah. Every, everybody has insecurities, but I think just knowing that people are attracted to you and, and wanting to have sex with you is, you know, does something for your self-esteem and makes you realize, you know, I'm a sexual creature. People still are attracted to me, even though I've... I have nothing to worry about. I get there on day three of the cruise, I should say. Because the first day I'm kind of worried. I still have that mindset where I, I board the boat and I'm like, 
I swear I'll be the only girl who will not get vitamin D. <laughs> this book. You know, it's I, I, I totally know it's irrational, but I just have this like worst case scenario in my mind. And then it, as it starts happening easier and easier, more and more, and I'm like, I, I am totally hot enough as is mm-hmm. to get what I want, yeah. to, to, you know, to I, have I feel, fun. I feel like on the cruise, the impetus is on me to look good, right? I, the impetus is on the male to look good uh, a lot of the times, right? Is especially when we're, when we're looking at other couples, oftentimes we'll look around and be like, well, you know, that couple's attractive, but the male part, mm, I don't know. You know? I think that's the truth for us because um, you're like, you always are looking out for me and are hyper aware, you know, don't take one for the team of, you know, like you, you, you want mm-hmm. my experience to be as good as your experience. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I think that for us, it's always, yes, the wife is hot. You're attracted and you're a hypersensitive kind of looking out is the partner kind of looks, you know, you're seeing, do I have chemistry with the partner, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of men don't understand how important their appearance is. That's probably true. I think guys underestimate their role uh, in securing a swap and, and do rely on their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's probably true. I would yeah. say that's probably true. Guys are actually, I would say, as equally important. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's, you know, like we talked about, it's balance of appearance and personality, right, for me. So, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to be all muscle. You mm-hmm. can you can just be a sweet... Yeah, but you want to, I mean, you want to be well-groomed. You want to wear occasion-appropriate clothing. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and you just, you just got to make sure you're putting your best foot forward, right? And I feel like a lot of guys kind of... Like the women all get ready, right? Like they all do their makeup, they all put on, you know, their their nicest dress and all that stuff, you know, as is typical. But I feel like the men might wear ill-fitting clothing or... You know, I will say if I see a guy who looks like he had put some effort mm-hmm. into his costume or into his appearance, that's bonus points. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Mm-hmm. That you're totally on the money there. Um, you know, like during, I don't know, a neon glow night, mm-hmm. a guy who like is on point. Mm-hmm. Who's like, wearing a costume? Is that important for you? So there's theme nights and there's theme nights with hotel takeovers. Is it important to you that the guy is wearing a costume to the theme night? It doesn't have to be like a really flashy costume, but mm-hmm. when they, when I see that they put some effort and they look good in it, mm-hmm. that's, that's like a big turn on. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. I feel like they care about their experience. It, it just a guy who cares about the effort to put time in and kind of being there. It's just a different personality dude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it just signals to me that this is a guy that cares about stuff. Right, exactly. And who will care about your experience. Exactly. So I think that's where I'm looking for that effort component, mm-hmm. right? So meeting a guy who say we're going to the dining room and we're meeting for dinner with mm-hmm. another couple mm-hmm. and the guy who looks put together and just looks good it just signals to me like this guy cares about this kind of swinging experience mm-hmm. you know and so you're probably right that that there is a little bit of underestimate when you're 
maybe even when you're newer to the lifestyle, I think that that you can rely on your partner appearance. Okay, um, let's change tack a little bit. Let's talk about supplies. Like what kind of stuff, if you're going to be getting to an orgy or a group situation, what supplies should you bring with you? Logistics. Condoms, right? So Mm -hmm. one of the pieces that you want to make sure is that you have latex, non-latex condoms. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say plenty of lube for me. So what I make sure I bring is my favorite lube. And what we have learned from the seminar is bring the um, antibacterial wipes Yeah, yeah. for your fingers, f- yeah. you know, for when you use your fingers on one partner and you switch, mm-hmm. it's really helpful to cut down. Yeah. On the, on the bacterial transfer, yeah. you know, you don't want to cause a woman to have BV or bacterial vaginosis by spreading yeah, someone's native general, bacteria to someone else's native bacteria. Yeah. Um, just in general and kind of not disrupting your flora. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about using condom for your fingers, mm-hmm. which I will admit, I don't think I've done before. Yeah. And so that was, but granted, we're mostly full swap mm-hmm. couple. We have an opportunity to wash our hands. Yeah. yeah. And so with the orgy situation where things are going fast and mm-hmm. you might be in, you know, an open area with mm-hmm. no sink. Mm-hmm. And I think they did talk about potentially washing your hands as well. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly if you have the opportunity, I would definitely favor washing your hands. But in lieu of that, uh, I would bring like an antibacterial wipe. Um, yeah. Just make it accessible mm-hmm. and put it down everywhere where you would put your condoms Mm -hmm. and that way you know you can use it really quickly Mm -hmm. and you don't have to kind of disrupt the flow of things Mm -hmm. Um, what else logistics wise we talked about the circle um i would say for supplies whatever else makes you feel comfortable they talked about toys so that Mm -hmm. was really fun to have that toy experience during Mm -hmm. um, the the girl encounter girl encounter Mm -hmm. so that was really really fun if you want to use toys, they recommend condoms. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting is I was able to ask for help for one of the guys. Say, hey, um, this toy is fairly large. Fairly large, yeah, it was giant. And I'm struggling to put a condom on it. And this gentleman happens to be well endowed, so I knew he had some practice. You knew he had some skills. He had some skills. And I asked him to help me out. Sure enough, he was able to do it. Yep, he was Johnny on the spot. And so he was helpful to help me with that. But uh, condoms and toys, it just gives you like peace of mind, mm-hmm. I think, as a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so that was really good. In general, bringing toys to orgy, I would have not think about that. Yeah, I think if, if you're having uh, uh, an orgy with both genders present, I... I wonder about the role of toys. You know, I, I'm not sure. We used toys during our very first group slash orgy, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call mm-hmm. it, because we knew couples who were there. Yeah. Um, granted, maybe we knew some of them less than others, mm-hmm. but we did have toys, and some of the girls used the toys. Yeah. Seemed a little disruptive to the encounter, though, I, w- I would say overall. Yeah, when when kind of one person becomes unavailable. Or two people, right? You need someone to operate the toy and someone on the other end of the toy. So you've you've taken two people out of the equation, which 
may or may not be a bad thing, right? Because some people now like I more have, attention. Yeah. Now I have opportunity for my Eiffel Tower. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is where, <laughs> you know what, uh, what is it, silver, silver lining yeah. uh, of that situation. So that was great. But yeah, I would say that if if you enjoy toys, certainly if that's what you want out of the experience, mm-hmm. I would say bring it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then you could join the circle also say is it okay for other people to use it mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. just for you yeah yeah you know i don't i don't we, we don't have a lot of toys i i would say um and my my thing i think would probably be rope but i probably wouldn't break out my rope in a in a group situation without some sort of request request or pre-planning or everyone kind of being on board with that because it just takes so much time you That's know to, to set up correctly and then the people who aren't a part of that what are they doing? Well, I, well, they're probably fucking, but, um, <laughs> it does, I feel it would be somewhat disruptive, especially if I did it unannounced, right? That, that, that is true. So I think it depends on, on the toys that you break, but in reality, you could bring it right. And mm-hmm. see if somebody wants that experience. Mm-hmm. You'd probably want to know people who are in that group a little bit more for kind of more edgy play. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that's edgy, but you know, it's it's a little edgier than, uh, like it's, let's say, full it's edgier than your than your t- orgy, <laughs> than your typical swap experience. Yeah, so I I feel like toys 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 are good. I am not much of a toy person if I can get a real thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what like, you know, like for me having a toy when I can have a real thing. Like it's a, like a little bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not the same. I'll know the difference, and so, but that's that's just how I am, mm-hmm. and I know that other people are not like yeah, that. Yeah, plenty of people are big into the toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else would you say practically um, that you want to pass on? Any advice? Um, any advice? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I the thing that I do is just generally keep an eye on things, make sure everybody's enjoying themselves, make sure nobody's left out. Um, you know, in, in the big group thing that we did uh, at the beginning of the encounter, people were pairing off, and I had noticed there's the one unicorn in the group was just sitting there all by herself, which is insane, right? right. So, yeah, just keep your eyes open and just For make sure everybody's enjoying themselves, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that that's where maybe the there's a little bit more role for the guys to do that. Mm-hmm. And so if, if the guys are kind of doing that then you know the girls can just stay relaxed all right so you would you had mentioned you you prefer the real thing um to to toys so let's talk about your dv dp airtight um situations (laughs) and if you have any advice or thoughts about that scenario Um, you know it's it's a very loaded topic right uh so that was my second dp experience and both experiences were fabulous. Um, the the good question is, did I do anything? I feel like I just was in the moment. I was so much enjoying myself. And I, I couldn't, other than being comfortable with the guys and how things were, um, I didn't do anything special. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, one of, the, one of the things I think um, you had mentioned earlier is just make sure you use plenty of lube, which uh, yeah, I think was everyone was cognizant of. The lube situation, because we, 
kind of got the loop out at the beginning and kind of agreed that let's make sure there's plenty of loop around. Mm -hmm. Um, The loop situation was really taken care of the entire time. And I feel like when you were part of the DP, you made sure that there was plenty and it was, you know, enjoyable all around. I'm trying to think about the experience especially of when to do what, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I guess those more taxing positions and maneuvers, we kind of saved toward the end, right? Exactly. You were were presumably already aroused at that point. Exactly. um, More relaxed. Yeah. So I would say start slower and go, and it always works for me. So I usually start slower and gentler in the beginning and kind of let the slut come out as she <laughs> as she wants mm-hmm. and not hold back and so you know start go with your comfort level don't push yourself uh where you're not yet you when know? you're not quite there to exactly yeah. so uh, when you're not yet ready don't go for it so like the dp was toward the end of the experience mm-hmm. and it was great it was perfect timing i was fully relaxed it was great same with dv mm-hmm. um it was it was great airtight it was just all good mm-hmm. all around yep. but it, the timing was just right so started things with kind of just one guy at a time and then progressed to and more and more and more <laughs> i would say mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um same was with the orgy i think that i started kind of just following you and we went to the unicorn first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was very kind of easy. Yeah. Just easing into it. it. Easing into it. Just being like a third person. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, got myself where I feel comfortable. I'm feeling in the mood. And after that, just kind of requesting what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you feel more turned on, now you ask for the next thing. Okay. So here's another question. So we go on cruises, which are, you know, five to seven days long. And then there's also hotel takeovers, which are three days long. If you were going to do a group experience with multiple men, would you recommend doing that during the beginning or more towards the end after you've had a chance to kind of get the jitters out? Oh, for sure. At the end. At the end. Yeah. Because I I don't know, for me, the first day I always have those kind of jitters Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of, getting the lay of the land and meeting people, being comfortable. And so as you get more into that mindset and out of our usual reality, it really Mm -hmm. helps Mm -hmm. to accept it. Perhaps I think if you are really doing lifestyle things like, you know, weekly Mm -hmm. and you're pretty frequently comfortable in and out Mm -hmm. of that, Mm -hmm. Um, then maybe you could do it on the first day, but mm. I don't know. I feel like I need a little bit of a warm up. A warm up, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, but for me, the biggest piece is trusting your partner. Also, so I have this thing where if I see you having a good time, then I progressively relax more and more. Mm-hmm. And so if I see that you're kind of in control, you're enjoying yourself then I stop worrying about, are you having a good time? Mm-hmm. And then I can just be myself. The The biggest piece with the gangbang I was worried about is how are you going to 
kind of feel about this, right? Because mm-hmm. we haven't done it. True. Yeah. Right? And I, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, you and know, until was... we did it. And that's, that's true for so many things in the lifestyle, right? You could be brand new to the lifestyle and we did interact with some people who are brand brand new to the life cycle. And we're like going to do they're, another episode about that. Yeah. They're, they're first encounter into the lifestyle. We get to be somebody's first. Yeah. And they, they didn't know how they were going to react. I didn't know how they were going to react. Yeah, that was all, yeah. all um, and so, brand new. All brand new. So every time you hit one of those hurdles, you you really, do, I mean, maybe you have some idea about how you're going to react, but you, you don't know. Exactly. So my biggest kind of piece was, are you going to enjoy the experience or are you going to be like, I feel kind of left out? You know, sometimes where, let's say I'm enjoying myself too much, is that going to trigger something? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I think that's a hurdle too, right? That's like our latest hurdle was, am I going to get jealous if my, if my partner enjoys themselves too much? Exactly. Right. And I, th- I think we've finally gotten over that hurdle where we can kind of relax and just enjoy things without having to worry about enjoying ourselves too much. I think that was a good thing to work through that. And mm-hmm. I, I think that ultimately that opens more doors for us. For sure. Right. So where now when I see you having that kind of really good experience, I think, great, you know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, exactly. you know, things have worked out great. Um, even if things are not working out for me, like I, I, I don't have that kind of peace anymore. Like, well, that I can't do that or et cetera. So it's, it's good that we kind of work through it. So, I didn't quite know how you're going to react, but I was going to keep an eye on it and see. And I kind of gave myself permission that if I notice something that you're really kind of eh, lukewarm or you seem like you're more distant, I was going to stop. And so once I felt comfortable that you felt comfortable, then that's where kind of the sweet spot was. Yeah. yeah. And we were lucky in that encounter that we picked a really good group. Yeah. Uh, people who genuinely cared about, about your experience during the encounter, um, which was super important. You know, uh, it's interesting that during the orgy, I kind of peripherally knew the bigger orgy. I prefer knew where you were mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of enjoying yourself, even though I didn't necessarily pay full attention to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, you're, you're having a time. You're not mm-hmm. feeling, like, left out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of staying a little bit closer together mm-hmm. to make if you have that dynamic and it's true that other people may not be um same yeah, room yeah, right may true. not need mm-hmm. that we are kind of same room for that reason we really love to feel reassured that each one of us is is not taking one for the team and right, things are going right. well for them and so i think that during the orgy kind of not if if that is your dynamic not separating too far mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. think that's a pretty good tip Okay, so I think we just about covered everything. Everything that we know with our limited orgy gangbang girl group. To be continued. Yeah, more experience to to come. Yep, all right. Uh, so that was episode 15, Group Encounters. And we'll see you guys in our next episode. Yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Our email is thoughtsandperspectives at gmail.com. Uh, and you can reach us on Twitter at Thoughts and Podcast.
I want, want you all over me.